0: Welcome to How Musicians Make It. My name's Adam. I'm your host. And today we're talking about ASCAP. How to use ASCAP's on stage to submit set lists and get something called performance royalties. This is something that I didn't really understand for a long time. Recently figured it out and have been submitting set lists over the last six months, eight months. When I play my original music. We're going to talk about how to do that. But we're going to talk about how to get started with ASCAP first, because before you're submitting set lists using OnStage, you have to be a registered ASCAP artist. You have to have your works registered with ASCAP. So we're going to walk through all of that. I'm going to share my screen. So if you're watching on YouTube, our channel is How Musicians Make It. uh, You're going to get a better experience. So head over to YouTube and watch the episode there. Otherwise, listen here. I always get annoyed when podcast hosts tell people to go to YouTube because I like listening in my ears. Uh, so I'm going to try to make this a good experience for everybody. But here we go. I'm going to uh, share my screen, and then I'm going to head over to ASCAP.com. Okay, you can see I'm at ASCAP.com, and it has two options for lo- uh, logins. The The first option is whether you're a music creator. Uh, and so under the umbrella of music creator is you write, compose, or publish music. So this is interesting because when I first started, this you know, you had to log in with a different under a different link if you were a publisher. Um, essentially, if you're an independent artist and you're writing original music and you're releasing original music, you are your own publisher. If you opt into things like CD Baby's publishing thing, which I think they're getting rid of that actually, I, I recently heard. But if you opt into CD Baby's publishing options where they'll like register your work with with a PRO and then they'll track the income and they'll take a percentage of the income of, of publishing, anything publishing related. So if your song gets placed into uh, like a TV show or a commercial or an Instagram ad, that money would come through your publishing rights organization, whether it's ASCAP or BMI. We're talking ASCAP today because I'm an ASCAP user. So one option is to be under music creator which is I write, compose, or publish music or um, music user. And music user would be like, I want to license some songs for my business's marketing campaign or whatever. So I'm going to assume that's not you guys. That's not me. I log in under music creators. And when I click on music creators, um, it takes me to a page that says we create music. And it says join ASCAP today, join for free. Uh, Are you already a member? Let's just go through the join process quick. I have a bunch of logins. I got a login from myself, from my wife, uh, because she's a composer as well. And then I have a login for Meckler Music House, which is our publisher. So yeah, I guess a uh, long story short is you should you should register as both a writer and a composer, or, or both a writer slash composer and a publisher. Okay. And you can just create like a publishing name. If you want to create a business, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to it's really not the end of the world. The point is that you have some kind of digital entity that says like, I'm going to be the person I am the publishing company that is responsible for this person's original music. And I will be the one collecting those royalties and distributed them distributing them. However I see fit. And, uh, here you've got writer, publisher, writer and publisher option to, to log in. When I, when I first started, it was like, these, these were two separate things and you had to register, uh, two different times. And I think I might've paid that like $50 publisher fee. But if you're a writer and a publisher, there's a free option to sign up. And uh, you would just, it says ASCAP royalties are split evenly between writers and publishers. Join us both to ensure that you get paid everything you deserve. And I think ASCAP has probably like changed their model a bit because of the modern music industry being a lot more DIY heavy, being a lot more independent artist heavy. Who, where people are serving as both the writer composer and the publisher, like I am. Okay, so I'm just gonna uh, it, I'm already logged in here. I guess under Adam Meckler, <clears throat> so you see my information here on the, on the top left. And if I wanted to register a new work, I would go under Works. If I wanted to see my earnings, I would go under Earnings. Uh, If I want to get to on stage, which is one of the things we're going to be talking about, you go under works. That was hard for me to find when I first signed up. Uh, When you first sign up as a writer and a composer, you have to register new works. So if you go under works tab here on the left and you click on register a new work, or register a work, you'll see a form come up. And now I got to enter in my passwords. You can see I've got stuff for my wife, for Meckler Music House, and for Adam Meckler. So we're going to log in using my personal login info. And then you'll get to see things like my piddly amount of money that I get from ASCAP. Uh, But the last few things I've registered for uh, for, uh, performance royalties haven't come in yet. So I'm excited to see what those will look like. Um, Here you can see you include a work title. And then this is where you are going to choose who the writer is and who the publisher is. So if you already have a writer's name, you can put in automatically. So here's people I've worked with that are registered with ASCAP. Uh, this and, and that's like when I co-write a song with somebody, I'm putting them in as partial writers where they get a percentage of whatever happens with the track. Uh, if it's placed in sync licensing, Um if it's performed live, things like that, they would get a percentage of those royalties. If it were a song I wrote, I would choose Adam Burke Meckler. And then you'll see the first suggested publisher here is Meckler Music House. This is my publisher. So I would choose here. I'm the uh, composer. So you can choose tunes if, you, if you're if you an arranger, if you're a translator, an adapter, and you've published things. This can be for, um, my understanding is this is for, you know, authors as well if you've written a book you can be registering it via ASCAP as well here I would write myself as the composer if I were a songwriter where I wrote the song and the lyrics I would choose composer author creates both lyrics and musical elements um, and then share percentage we'd go oh total is uh, 50 percent. so the thing that's confusing is that there are. there's a lump sum of royalties that come in for a track being used, let's say, for a TV show. And 50% of that lump sum will go to the person who wrote the song or persons who wrote the song. And then 50% of that will go to the publisher who published the song. Uh, if you are both of those entities, then you would just say 50% and 50%. And that equals 100% of the royalties. So 100% of the royalties will go to me, 50% to Meckler Music House, 50% to Adam Meckler. If I had multiple songwriters here, like if I split a song down the middle with my wife, it would be Adam Meckler and then Jana Meckler. And it would be 25%, 25% on this side, on the writer share. Under the publisher share, if Jana had her own publisher, I would choose her publisher. And then we'd have 25% to my publisher, 25% to her publisher, and so on and so forth. Uh, have, has the work been recorded? So one of the things about having a work, um, recorded is that there's record of it. You have an ISRC that goes along with it. Uh, if it's not something that's required, but I like to have all that info in, and I usually do record my original music and release it. Has it been performed? This is also like a, it's like a optional thing. But if you know of performances, it's good to list them here, especially if you're going to be submitting set lists where you're like, I know that, I know that my band performs it, so I'll put the Adam Eckler Orchestra, or I know that Jana's band, so I'll put the Jan and Iber Group or whatever. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Stevens Point, uh, University of Madison Stevens Point, University of Wisconsin Stevens Point performed one of my pieces recently, and I somebody sent me their program. So I could put University of Wisconsin to Point if I were registering that work, knowing that somebody had already performed it, and knowing that next the next step that I'm going to take is I'm going to submit for performance royalties based on that performance. Um, and there are you know there are, we'll we'll talk about this, but there are on stage like on stages for venue performances, and then there's like concert performances which are like theaters, universities, and that's a different that's a different place. Uh, that you have to find to register those performances. All right, so we've got has the work been performed? Uh, is the work intended for commercial film or other product? You know it's it's interesting. It's like you could say you could you could say any of these and then hopefully, you know, if you have a relationship with a sync licensing agency, hopefully it does show up in television or radio or whatever or a uh, television or or film or whatever um a jingle a promo a trailer if for sure somebody commissioned you to write it for you know a theme song for a for a television show or something like my wife just sang and was a co-writer on a on a theme song that is like an old TV show reboot that a friend of ours actually got the gig and then brought her in as a writer and a singer uh she would then in this section, say it's intended for this. If you know that you're going to be uploading it to a licensing database, it's intended for this, okay? Uh, Is this a concert work? And this is where you would designate this as something that's going to be performed in theaters, that's going to be performed in the concert hall, right? Which is a different kind of uh, performance royalty and it kind of helps ASCAP categorize it. Is it multi-movement? Is it it complete in one movement? Is it an excerpt of a larger work, et cetera, et cetera? So those of you that are like classical composers or even jazz composers that work on large-scale projects, that would be something for you to be filling out. Does it include a sample? Does it include public domain elements? So like, you know, public domain is when something's been around 100 and some years, and now it's available for anybody to use. Keeping your eye on the public domain is an interesting angle for musicians. Famous songs may go into the public domain and be able to be used for free. Um, And that's probably happening every year where songs are entering the public domain. So that'd be an interesting uh, data set to track, I think. So this is registering a work. Uh, once you've registered the work, then you have to go and you've you've designated a composer. You've designated a, a publishing um, a publishing house. And once you've done that with all your stuff, which took me a really long time because I waited way too long to do this kind of work. I started years ago, but I waited way too long to 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 do this. If you do it as you go, it's much cleaner and you won't be missing out on royalties, especially for performance royalties because those things, there is a certain amount of time that can pass and then you are no longer able to submit for performance royalties. So when we're talking about like money that ASCAP gets, I mean, there's got to be tons of performance royalties that just are never paid out to artists. Anyways, once you've got all your stuff registered, you go down to stage, and this is where you're going to make some set lists, okay? So we'll just take a look at a couple that I made, because once you're in here, the interface is pretty intuitive. You wanna hit the add button <clears throat> to add a set list, whatever, let's just do it. You wanna add a set list, um, you give it a set list name, I might say like, uh, you know, first av on the 8th of December, which is not, when I perform there, but that's the name of my set list, uh, because I'm working to manifest things. Uh, and then your work title might be oops, fall leaves, which any one of those, I'm just kind of picking them. Um, Fall leaves and apple trees. Some of these were, I mean, the reason why they say like WTB and weird weird things like that is somebody else somebody else submitted these to Ascap. These are all the same piece. So I probably need to get in here and like I need to get in here and do some work on cleaning up the versions of my songs that exist., uh, this is Fall leaves and apple trees. That's probably a live version. And then this is probably the original version that came out in 2018. You can see I waited two years to register it. But anyways, I would choose one of these, and then I would move on and choose another work, and eventually it would build into a set list. And my set lists, look, you have no works added. First tab, okay, we're going to go back one more like this. So here's a Supercell set from the 25th of September, and you can see that we've got covers listed here where I all i had to do is do the title and the composer and then we've got my original works that have been registered with ASCAP that i selected from a list that was uh, populating based on my searches and that is my set list and then you can copy that same set list and create another one if you went on tour and you put it a whole bunch of venues. And all of that good stuff. And we'll go back and we'll look at this other set list. This is Adam Michael Orchestra at Crooners on the 4th of August. So you can see that I, uh, that we have one cover. And actually, this is an arrangement that I did that I haven't registered with ASCAP. So I could probably register my arrangement with ASCAP since I got permission from Caroline to arrange this piece of hers. Um, But I haven't done that yet. And then I actually register as the arranger. It's a good idea. I should do that. Here are all the original tunes that we played on my Adam Mackler Orchestra show. We almost always play all of my original music. So these are all tunes that that I've written. And one of the tunes was left off because I'm still working out um, percentages with the person whose tune I arranged. Uh, something that I should have done a really long time ago. But again, this is like, this is what I'm talking about on the podcast because this is stuff you want to be doing now. You want to be doing right away as you're writing your music, as you're talking to people about arranging their music, just work out the percentages right away. Uh, it's cleaner that way. Um, there's no hard feelings, no no hurt feelings when you're on the backside. I've been doing this for this new album I'm working on, which I'm not registering any of those pieces yet because they're not released. But at some point I'll register them. And like along the way, I've been talking with each person, like, look, you're going to get a percentage of writer credit it'll depend on how many people i bring in um here's what i'm imagining like, here's what i'm imagining a high hy- a, a hypothetical you know um way this could be split up this is what i'm imagining it could look like you know things like that just make the process clearer and cleaner and make everybody feel makes everybody feel better about stuff um accepting claims now from July 1st to December 18th 2023 so you can see there's a, a limited window of time so if you wait too long you can't then you can't then register the work okay that's basically the long and short of it a lot of people ask about registering for ASCAP like how to do it what it looks like i mean this is a pretty good look into The nitty gritty on stage took me a while to figure out, oh, what we should look at is concert performances. Uh, So let's do that now. Okay, so I got to be honest with y'all. I had to do a Google search to find this. I can't find it inside ASCAP system. They make it hard to find for sure because I still don't know where it is, where it exists in their system, like inside their menu here. Oh, maybe like some genres, performance notification, performance notification. Hey, so it must it's uh, it's under music creators on the left hand side. That's Which is down low, below, there's like two menus here. There's like a top menu up here and then a a bottom menu. It's on the bottom menu, Music Creators, Performance, Notification. I think that is the correct, let's click on it and see. It looks correct. Boom. So we've got report a concert performance. It's down here under music creators and performance notification. I had to go to Google and search like register concert performance ASCAP. And it popped up as the top link above the onstage link. If you get started here, it'll just say like, we'd like to get to know you, you know, please enter the following information about yourself, your member name, your email address, your member ID, and so on and so forth. Uh, I guess I could put that stuff in here. My member ID, is that correct? I don't even know. Um, Are the works that you plan to submit registered with ASCAP? We'll say yes. Do you have a concert program to submit with this notification? Let's say yes. So finding notifications online or finding finding programs online is much easier now than it used to be. You can search a venue's website, even like university performances, theater performances. You're going to probably be able to find some digital version of the program. Online that you can link or that you can like Take screenshots of and create a PDF of I've done all kinds of stuff like that So that I can submit PDFs Tell us about the date and location of the performance uh, Let's say it was on The 5th of December And it's located in the United States And is it a college, university, or conservatory We're going to say yes Name of the college, let's say Stevens Point Since I know they perform one of my pieces Um, We're going to say UW Stevens Point University of Wisconsin Stevens Point. We're gonna say Wisconsin. They perform one of my pieces. Venue website. Uh, I'm putting in the Rose's website, which is the theater near me. Just because I know I'm not gonna submit this, and then as <laughs> my Gig Boss LLC as the title. No, the title would be. Uh, here, and the work ID would be here. This would be if your song is already registered with ASCAP. Uh, is your work registered? Continue. It'll continue to add work, so you can add another work once you've added a work. Then you're continuing to just add works until you're done with your concert program, which you'll see here, and then you'll review and submit uh, once you're done with that. Okay, So that's reporting a concert performance. Left menu under Music Creators under Performance Notification if you want to uh, If you want to get performance royalties for original music that you're playing on stages, then you'll go to on stage. And uh, and by on stages, I mean at venues, at like kind of more traditional venues, like uh, music venues, concert venues, gigs, restaurant bars, that kind of stuff. I will say that the amount of money that you make on performance royalties is affected by the size of the venue. So if you are playing a venue that is like a restaurant bar and isn't really a ticketed venue, like that's one of the things it'll ask you, is it a ticketed venue? Isn't really a ticketed venue, you know, that is uh where like you're you're not gonna make a, a boatload of, of royalty in performance situations like that. If you're playing an 800 cap room or a thousand cap room and you know you're selling 500 to 800 tickets or you're selling those venues out then you're going to make a lot more money uh, on each one of your songs and if you're you know certainly if you're playing really large venues then you know you're going to be seeing scalable income based on the size of those venues Uh, this is a way that bands make some extra money it's not going to be a ton of money but it's going to be a little taste and like that's sort of how we build our careers now is we get all these little tastes and we put them together into one big taste and so that's that's what uh, that's what performance royalties have been for me as of late now that I'm finally submitting all of my all of my gigs and performances and I will at some point break down I will at some point break down uh, what I'm actually getting paid for some of these because some of these venues are you know 200 seats. Venues like jazz venues, and some of them are even smaller than that. So I'm curious to see if it, pay, it pays any, if it just if it's nominal, or if you know if it pays something that's significant enough that I can go, oh, interesting, cool. I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it anyway because I want to get every cent I can out of the money, music I'm writing. Uh, but I do think this is just such a valuable thing to know about and something for you to get on as soon as possible. and That's basically it. For today's episode, my name's Adam again, and I appreciate you listening and watching on YouTube under How Musicians Make It. Um, we made an app called Gig Boss. It's an organizational tool for freelance musicians and band leaders. It was based on my crazy career of leading a whole bunch of bands and also freelancing in like 10 or 12 bands at the same time. I did that for about 10 years. Now I lead a whole bunch of my old bands. I still freelance. I still go on tours. I use the app all the time. Uh, But I am teaching at a university now, so my my role has changed. I'm not a full-time player anymore, but I've been really enjoying digging into building Gig Boss as a a useful tool for musicians. There's a free version that works awesome that anyone can use, and you can use it with your band, you can use it with your team of people, whatever you do as a freelancer. And there's a paid version that's $4.99 a month, and it just gets you that extra cleaner books page financial management. Uh, stuff and we're adding some more stuff to that subscription in the near future thanks for listening good luck with ASCAP you can always shoot me an email if you have any questions adam at gigbossapp.com check us out on YouTube at how musicians make it and just tell a friend if you dig the podcast tell a friend that's the best way to grow tell a friend send the send link to somebody who you think should know about this stuff I'm constantly trying to learn and get better myself and uh, over the course of a, you know, 20 year professional music career, it's been a wild, wild journey of, of learning things too late. And I'm, I'm hoping that I can get you this information while you're still in the early stages or whenever, man, whatever. we're all on the same timeline, we're just trying to figure this stuff out bit by bit and get more efficient and sustain ourselves so we can make more amazing music and art. So thanks for listening. Lots more great episodes coming. I just, just read this incredible Reddit post on why your hate towards Spotify is misdirected. It's, it's being directed in the wrong place. And I'm going to read that on uh, maybe the next episode. All right. Peace, everybody. Thank you.